You're listening to Casual Swim. So for some backstory, so I guess I started listening to you guys when I was back home and mid chicks were still like, well mid chicks were going and then you kind of moved to Portland. Did you ever think that you were going to have a second wave as big as this or it's almost like it's a bigger wave than the mid chicks, right? Yeah, so I mean it's sort of at this point it's really more more more's happened to the, this band that I actually ever dream, dreamed of being the Minchik, uh, happened to the Minchik. Because I used to have these kind of dreams that maybe, you know, one day we would come to London and maybe we would play the Shepherd's Bush Empire yeah, or something, yeah. you know, that was like my big, that was like our biggest dream, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and now, um, that was, I think, four years ago we sold out Shepherd's Bush and things just keep going, so I just sort of, I just kind of go, okay. Sometimes right, you pinch I'm, yourself and like... I don't know, it's just kind of like, yeah. it all seems a bit like, to realise that I, I was quite... Um, you know, growing up in New Zealand, I had my very like humble kind of dreams, I suppose. But I, I it's fun though because it's just this. Um, I just kind of go day to day and try to do try to do the best I can each day, yeah. and, and not really worry too much about what 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 my goals are or whatever. Okay, that sounds good. Well, um, I guess we'll kick off the interview. So, congrats on the new record. I listened to it this morning, and it's it's incredible. It's um, for me, it's kind of like a combination of modern rock or classical rock plus with the indie pop melodies and mm. it was just like I don't know you guys have such an interesting mix of like genres and sounds but can you tell us about the aesthetic and the ideology behind it? Um, well I suppose when I I wrote a bunch of songs and then I wanted to I wanted to kind of um, just treat each song separately so it was kind of putting together the songs without thinking about what the overall shape of the album is going to be. And then um, I sh- when I started showing, like I showed my man, play, play the, the album for my manager and was like, oh man, so it's all over the place. And I kind of started worrying about that. I was like, oh, is it too, is it too, um, is it like too many different albums at the same time? But then I had this thing where I was like um, reading articles about streaming and the way that streaming is changing um, the way that people uh, uh, like digest music or enjoy it and stuff and and you know the, the album becoming less um, important and and playlists playlisting becoming um, the new f- uh, main format and just the way that I guess especially young people they've, they've had the internet for long enough now that genres don't play as much into the way that they listen and that uh, playlists yeah. are people people put these put playlists together um, based along things like mood or you know even like BPM or kind of stuff like that and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter whether it's rock or so what hip-hop was, or whatever the modern day music is quite scientific and you're kind of trying to pull it back a little bit well I just I just think that they were talking about it like a bad thing but I was just thinking really reading that gave me permission to do what I was doing already doing was yeah. making the record and kind of ignoring um, the you know um, things like genre and stuff like that okay. and um, let myself just kind of yeah. go go in the direction I was going and try to figure out and think you know there's a whole generation of music listeners that aren't going to even notice that it's really diverse or anything it's more it's 
they probably just you know add different songs to different playlists you know okay, yeah. so it's like so then I out of my own interest I kind of wanted to make take that as a challenge and like make all these different genres kind of fit together using like production sound and like my sound of my voice and stuff yeah. to kind of make it sound like one band that sounds really good after New Zealand you moved to the States and I read on the press release there were themes around like consumption and consumerism how's moving to the States heightened your perception around consumption and consumerism and was that something that you were mindful of when making this album or was it more kind of I think it's more just something that's been floating around in my head for a while when I moved to it's like I was saying like when I lived in New Zealand had a sort of um, certain like ceiling what I kind of even cared about yeah. doing and I kind of passed that a while ago and I kind of thought like I guess I think a lot about being in um, being in the states I think like well, how how far am I supposed to go like am I what and in America I think the answer to that is just no just keep going keep going until you are completely insane like they kind of <laughs> it's like this idea that there's no ceiling to how far, okay. far you should how ambitious you, you should be and that like but it's really um, that's really like, unhealthy like it's obviously like makes people like crazy and stuff yeah definitely so it's sort of like trying to figure out like you know I, some, I think about I think about escaping a lot like cashing out like somehow like if I can make enough money that I well, could the then, yeah just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like get myself some yeah. like little place here in rural yeah. rural part of New Zealand like how much at what point would I be able to afford that or you know just yeah. kind of fantasize about escaping yeah. the that grindstone but it's like in America people don't talk about that they just talk about you know put out another album and get more yeah um, make more money you know all that stuff and I think sort of like doesn't make sense to me but I haven't figured out what to place that with because well, yeah it's funny you say that because um, I guess like some people from smaller parts of New Zealand would crave the big international like going to London and it sounds like you've done that and you kind of want to almost that's the want to go back to that old school lifestyle you know yeah I mean yeah. sometimes I think about it but I think the other thing is like I get quite easily bored so I'm kind of and that's not anything to do with going to America and it's just my personality is like a little bit like obsessive compulsive or something focus on your breathing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 breathing that's yeah. what my dad says actually no, I've said, been doing that it's really good yeah. um <laughs> What's the biggest creative influence and how has it manifested in the music? Like, no, um, yeah, at the moment I think I'm really, I'm, st- I'm still really influenced by my kids and um, and my brother. I suppose uh, uh, Cody, a big influence on me. Do you still bounce um, ideas off them? Do you guys like? Well, actually, yeah. at the, the 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 latest thing is well, we the last two albums we made a, a lot together. Really? And yeah. Then, um, but this for this album we to be he's joining the band. He's Amazing. actually there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cody's um yeah Cody's rejoined the band, and I think that's been a big impact. I like um get I get really inspired by my kids. They kind of yeah. give me a lot of um, feedback on on my music and stuff like that. And my son is like really he I copy a lot of his um fashion ideas and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh yeah he's and he's really they just like they're very creative they're just kind of like um they don't they're really positive and they yeah. give me and you know, it's like the world is so crazy right now it's like it's I get find it easy to stay um positive 
when I think of the future being like people like my kids, like these guys, but these guys are so cool and chill and the opposite of all the stuff that's going on at the moment. Is music kind of making therapeutic for you? Is it like, do you find the process good for your mental state? Yeah. Yeah? It's like, that's what I think of it, of it um, a lot as because I, you know, I have some friends that like, um, they have certain issues like psychological issues and they take medication for it and I, I've never done that and I'm like scared of doing that because I think it might not be able to make music but I think also I don't need it. I kind of developed this way of dealing with um, all my issues with like music by making music. It's like a healthy way of kind of keeping me sane and stuff. So yeah, I think of it as like uh, something I have to do. I um, work it into my life like um, medication or something like that. Make sure that I get, you know, and I think of it like mostly like that now. Like even when I'm like mixing the record and producing the record a certain way, the way I make the record, I don't think of it as like whether it's going to make the. I don't think about whether it's going to make the record more successful or any of that stuff. I just think about whether it's going to keep me healthy and sane, and able to be like a good dad or whatever. What advice has resonated with you, and knowing that, what insight would you pass on to? next generation hmm. I don't know I've always think it's funny because I think that like that's one thing that yeah. me and my brother were talking about um, being something that we didn't have that much of like uh, help of like yeah, old, yeah like yeah. older people or, like advice or like being kind of taken under someone's wing but I think that when I think of um, advice that I would give people that are younger than me usually um, I try to Nobody ever listens to me when I give them advice. Like, well, but, yeah, I'm sure there's a but, whole um, bunch of young <laughs> New Zealanders out there that would yeah. love to hear. Well, I just think yeah. like um, just to, the idea of like turning your back on what other people's expectations of what you're creating is, and just make the mu- music for yourself. You know, music for make music, um, make what what you think is cool, and even if it seems like it'll be embarrassing or. Um, or ridiculous, or you'll get laughed at, or it's like, or it's too, it'll be too extreme, or whatever. Just like ignore all of that, and uh, turn your back on that, and kind of just make, you know, there's there's no room in this world anymore, like for um, lukewarm art. It's like people should basically go hard or go hard. <laughs> and um, I think I know that that sounds like it would that it's not good career yeah. advice but I think that the paradox is that when you turn your back on those expectations then that's when your art will become interesting enough that those things will happen like people will pay attention to what you're doing if you yeah. are a yeah. uh, singular and like uh, uncompromising stuff that's a really good answer you were speaking about your brother before um, and he's joining the band yeah. can you tell us more about like how that's going to work or hmm. is he going to take more of the songwriting or is he He's, he yeah. was involved in songwriting like and on this record and the last yeah. one he collaborated um, this this latest record he, both he and Jake the bass player in the band were more collaborative and uh, Cody's going to play drums and um, also kind of of course, like Cody doesn't just play the drums. He's sort of got um, going to introduce like a bunch of technical things that are going to think improve the band a lot. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's just Cody's like my favorite drummer uh, in the world and has been for ages. And I just think 
you know, we've had a, a list of um, really talented drummers that we've played that in the time that Cody hasn't been in the band, but a lot of the time I think we have just really, it's kind of unfair because we kind of try to tell them to play like Cody, and you know, it's like, you know, we might as well go to the source, you know. I get you. Does that mean, this, in a way, Umo is turned on to the midships, but a lot of the same ethos, well, will, that, will that start to come through a little bit more? Or? I think the thing is that there's something special that we, um, Cody and I do and when we're collaborating, so I think um, that's been coming back into back into UMO for a while, okay, yeah. for a couple of albums. I suppose it's just kind of the process of like uh, letting letting that happen again without it being a kind of a, a bad thing, kind of like having to like grow up a little bit. And yeah, so it's kind of a cool it's a cool process, I think. Um, but so finally, I asked a lot of people this, but how do you want your like legacy to be remembered? The New Zealand entity and maybe further far, further mm. far than that. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to look at your life retrospectively when you're still in it, you know. But yeah, I <laughs> yeah. don't. I suppose I don't really think about that stuff too much. I just want to be. Um, yeah. I think I really want my kids to remember me as a being somebody who like, tried their best and it's like, you know, gave them everything that they needed and stuff. And with like one legacy I would like is for people to um, that I worked with, like fellow musicians and stuff like that, to fond memories of me and and that I was uh, kind of respectful and stuff and like or, or even like a good friend or something. Okay. I think I think about that stuff a lot, but I don't. Yeah. Um, all that historical stuff is quite. It's quite intense, right? <laughs> it'll be. It'll be. If if that if we have to worry about that, then it'll probably be. It'll be the the end of the ride, and I don't want that to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. You're listening to Casual Swim.